why are werewolves good writers? Why? Because they always have good tales to tell. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Genesis Gems, episode 52. I am one of the hosts, Nick Stevens, and with me tonight, we got a full house, sort of. Uh, who we got here tonight? Hey, it's Aaron. How's it going, guys? It's Landon. How y'all doing? Landon. Hawkster. Let's hear some Hawkster. We haven't heard it in a while, buddy. Well, let me tell you something, brother. The Hawkster's <laughs> been backslid on coming to the Genesis Gems. <laughs> then we got a, a special guest. I don't know if he's got a Hawkster voice or not. Well, I wonder who that could be, brother. that's me daniel tolan daniel the danielster i don't think that works but we'll try it anyways the danster the danster (laughs) the tolanmeister hold you closer tiny danster (laughs) dana rooney (laughs) (laughs) all right well (laughs) how you guys doing today i had a pretty long eventful day same here um My son got a a tux fitting uh, for a wedding coming up, Uh, and then we went to uh, an open house, and my kids ran around and ate lots of cake and went crazy, and now they've crashed out, and they're totally out for the night, which is nice. It was perfect. And it's a full moon tonight. I don't know if you guys knew that. I find it fascinating that... Tonight of all nights was uh, was a full moon. Yeah, because we're going to cover Wolf Child. Ooh, spooky. Have you guys ever noticed that kids are kind of crazy on full, full moons? You know, no. mine was an angel today, so yes. Hmm. <laughs> but only on a full moon. I kept threatening my kids. We wouldn't watch the uh, Lego Batman movie tonight, so every time they'd act up, I was like, you're not going to watch it if you keep doing that. So they, they, they were all right. But we had two basketball games, and they played outside. We passed football forever, and I actually went to a flea market this morning, too, and I'll talk about that later, Sega Snippets, but uh, big day. Oh, gosh. Uh, me and Lola had a daddy-daughter date uh, this evening. We went to IHOP and got some, some breakfast and went and got a uh, – she's really big into that Trolls. I don't know if you've seen that Trolls movie, the, the yeah. one with Justin Timberlake. <laughs> I have. She's really no, big I remember into that. The- I remember the original toys, man. <laughs> oh, man, I do, too. I had one. Like, those things were so ugly, but I had one of the ones with, like, little jewel in the belly of it. Yeah, didn't they that all have that? Wasn't that, yeah. like, the, the mark of a real troll, is if it had the jewel? You shine it yeah. and make a wish. Wasn't that the whole thing? I remember doing that. It was that. a wish troll. Wish troll. Yeah, she got she got a lot of troll stuff, and her favorite one is a troll called Guy Diamond. Huh. And he talks in auto-tune, which... <laughs> oh, <laughs> Wow. It's like Casey and Jojo. Fire. Right, yeah, T-Pain. Like, T-Pain the troll. Like, he doesn't even sing. He just talks, and it's auto-tuned. I'm like, what, what's up with that? Hey, you guys. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He's like, hey, let's go save the princess. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, what is it? Uh, I was over at my kid's uncle's house, and he has one of those animatronic, uh, it's like a snowman or something, and it records whatever you say to it. 
in like a you know a second loop or a few seconds, and then it'll actually say it back to you, but in, in like a, a crazy voice, and and the uh, the lips will actually move. It's nuts. You know what's even better with those Great. things? Put two of them next to each other. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. It's insanity. Why would you ever think of that? Because it's amazing. <laughs> it's just like, a, I don't know if you guys ever did that, where it's like you, you took two cell phones. Back when like having cell phones around was like crazy. And you know when everyone started getting them, it was like, oh, I'm going to do that trick where I have like two cell phones on and put them right near each other to hear that crazy feedback. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you got into music production, right? Absolutely, man. <laughs> That's how I got my first hit record. Neon Dreams brought to you by That's Naya. right. See Absolutely. The link, see the link at the bottom of this podcast. <laughs> oh, I got brought to you by Moto Razor. I better go make that yes. note now, so don't forget. <laughs> Daya SoundCloud. Okay. Daya. Daya. All right, guys. Well, if you haven't figured it out already, we're going to be covering Wolf Child. That's one of the reasons Daniel was on the show today. Uh, he actually mentioned what? this game a while, a while back, and uh, I've, I've never played it, so this is going to be interesting today. going to have fun. Wait, he's still never played it. That's why he's playing it right now yeah. during the podcast. Punch, 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 punch. Yep, I got it. <laughs> no, I did play got this it. game. I did play I, You, you nice. saw a video of me on Facebook last night and confused about the... Uh, <laughs> Grasshopper elevator. You had a really <laughs> awesome confused face. I yeah. like, <laughs> that you really sold that. I won't lie. I took that about three times. I'm like, ooh, too much double chin on that one. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Not enough double chin, my friend. <laughs> Throw in a triple chin. A triple chin. Or maybe some sweet chin music. Yeah. <laughs> Just a Sega boy. <laughs> Not your Sega toy. <laughs> I miss mean, Rob. Rob was supposed yeah, to be here. Yeah, where's Rob? He was supposed to be here. I feel Come bad. Come on, Rob. Yeah, he'll, 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 maybe he'll call in. Anyways, let's go through this big list of stuff here. Uh, if you'd like to connect with us, check us out on our website at www.genesisgymspodcast.com. Click the articles link. There's some cool articles from Nick DeMarco on there. Uh, there should be a brand new one I'm, I'm going to post along with this uh, podcast. So go check that out. It's all about the Berenstein Bears. And the then Berenstein we all, Bears. Berenstein. And I think he spelt it that way on purpose. Spelt it. <laughs> Berenstein Bears. That's how I'm going to say it. I blame CERN. <laughs> My resume. But anyways, you can go check the... Your uh, resume. <laughs> you can also check our new ranking section out where we have ranked the games we have covered on this podcast. So go click that. T- check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash Gems. Send us an email at genesisgymspodcast at gmail.com. We have a lot of those. It's going to take me a little while to get through that. Uh, follow us on Twitter at GenGems. Check us out on iTunes. Follow us on Stitcher. And we are part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. So, guys, we had another email contest. And my email blew up on this one. So, uh, it's pretty cool, though. Not a lot of long emails, which is good. Uh, the contest was this little plug-and-play Genesis I have. Now it's got that crappy at games type sound. But it's a pretty little uh, console. You're not I like supposed it. to tell him that. I told him. Well, it's free. You know. <laughs> you already told him. I'm like, yeah, it's, you can't it's be free. free. It's free. You yeah, know what? Just turn the sound off it's and hum free. your own tunes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so uh, the the rules. You are of... your own sound chip. <laughs> the uh, sorry, I dropped some. <laughs> okay. The you rule. Drop the, mic. <laughs> drop the mic. I'm done. The uh, <laughs> the rules of this were to send us an email, um, give us some proof that you review this on iTunes or Stitcher, you know, use the honor code, and then tell us your favorite part about the podcast. So uh, the first one comes from, I didn't get a name, so I'll have to email this person back if they win. It just says, official email, and it says, love your podcast. Have You have a five-star review. My favorite part of your podcast is either hearing you talk about games I played when I was younger or hearing about games I haven't played yet, then buying them and trying them out. 
I bought many of the games you covered, like Crew Ball and a lot of others. I would love to win that Genesis thing, whatever it is, laugh out loud. I thought I had every version of the Genesis, and I've never seen anything like that. So that's cool. That'll be email number one. I got my picks You'll here. You'll be in for a nice surprise. I appreciate that you said laugh out loud instead of just lol. <laughs> lol. Lol. I can't say lol. I have a hard time. So then uh, Sean. Rolling on the floor. <laughs> R-O-F-L-M-A-O. PRP. Um, <laughs> Sean, Sean Robinson. I'm going to nickname him Sean Four Star Robinson. Thanks for that four star review yes. on iTunes, buddy. Ah. <laughs> oh, says, man. I, lo- I love Sean, man. Oh, I, burn. I, I love the uh, honesty. I wouldn't have it any other way. But Sean says uh, he did review it, and he said his favorite part of the show is Ask Aaron. So there, there oh, you nice. Go. Thank Sean you. Will be number t- Sean will be number two in the hat. And then. Give us another star, and it'll. Put the cherry on top. Yeah, yeah, here you go. You'll have two picks in it. Uh, the next email comes from Andrew Coed. says, Hey, Gemsters. I have only recently found your podcast, but I have been enjoying it quite a bit, so I reviewed it on Stitcher. I have, also, I have really enjoyed hearing you guys talk about so many of the games I grew up playing. Although my favorite thing about the podcast is the actual game discussions. I really appreciate that you guys keep it family-friendly, as I will be exposing my son to your show. I don't have any... Fr- I don't have any friends that have kept their love for gaming in adulthood as I have, so it is nice to hear about conversations about the games that have meant so much to me over the years. I have been listening to you while at work, and hearing your podcast has helped the monotony of the day fade away, and has even seemed to help a bit with my anxiety issues. This podcast like comfort food for my heart, but with none of the calories. I truly want to thank you for doing what you do. It may not be a big deal to most people, but it certainly has been for me. Please keep it up. Andrew Drubaka Coed. <laughs> I like that. And he love will that be... Name. That is sweet. He will be pick number three. Got one from Craig Holland. He's an artist, if you guys haven't followed him. He does some real cool uh, kind of geek culture uh, art, if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> but, uh, he says, uh, I'm sending an email in regards to your posts on the gyms. This is for the picture you posted with the Tiny Genesis. I can't remember the date I posted a review, but I think it was late 2015. I can post another review if you can't find that one. We, we trust you, Craig. Um, my favorite parts of the podcast are the dad jokes. I, I use the iPad mini one often, <laughs> and the interactions you all have with listeners. It's crazy to see how you read each comment for either an Ask Aaron or Jim Good Garbage Review. I also wanted to thank you for the kind words you said about my art, especially in the Sonic 2 episode. I wasn't expecting that at all. Anyways, thank you for the five-star podcast, sir. I look forward to hearing future episodes. Best regards, Craig Holland. All right, so Craig then Thanks, will Craig. Be, be number four. All right, got a few more here. Uh, Trevor Franklin. Hey, Trevor, he does the Retro Bliss podcast. Yes, and he even says this. I just started listening to you. It's awesome. Yeah, he's he's already given himself self-promotion, too. He says, hello, Genesis Gems. Trevor of Retro Bliss podcast here. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) I did indeed leave a five-star iTunes review for you long before ever considering being part of my own podcast. Sadly, I discovered you through the Two Dudes podcast, but don't disqualify (laughs) me from the contest, please. (laughs) Genesis Gems remains one of my favorite podcasts, even after listening to every episode. I guess my favorite part is the main game discussion review. Sorry for not not being more specific, but that's still the meat of the episode for me. It's the dog and my chili dog. The hot dog and my hot dog with sauce. (laughs) But the one thing I will never forget, nay, I cannot forget, no matter how much I may want to, no matter how much wailing and gnashing of teeth I may make, is the dying cat sounds. It's a gem. (laughs) (laughs) So Trevor will be number five. Yes. All right, where are we at here? Got another one from uh, Miss64, and it says, Hey, it's Adam Missy here. I've been a huge fan of your show for a while now. I submitted an iTunes review to you guys right around the time you did a Streets of Rage episode. Honestly, I'd say the favorite part of the show is the Ask Aaron portion. The questions that come in every episode seem to get funnier every time. Just like to say I love everything you guys do. Thank you so much. Keep up the good work. 
So there you go. Thank um, you. Missy or Adam, Mi love. Adam Missy will be number six. I got to get some more picks out here, guys. I, got, I had this pick maker thing my wife bought me, and I got all these generic picks laying around, so I'm drawing. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. So then we got Gabe Van Gilder. It says, uh, hello, this is Gabe Van Gilder, and I'm sending this email for a chance to enter to win the Sega Genesis. I have an Android device, so I have no idea how to rate and review your podcast via Play Store, but I might have rated the show on my old iPod Touch years ago. And then he said that his uh, favorite segment was Ask Aaron, of course. So Gabe will be number seven. All right. So I have in my magic hat of Genesis Gems glory. What kind of a hat is it? It is an Atlanta Braves hat. So here's the picks. I'm going to shuffle them up. You guys hear that? Sounds like Yahtzee dice. <laughs> and the winner yeah. is number two, which now I'm going to have to scroll back and find out who number two was. Who does, who number, does number two, two work for? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Try you tell the turn boss. <laughs> oh, so uh great minds think alike. Oh man. Oh my. So Is that right. great minds or terrible minds? I don't know. Terrible minds. <laughs> that would be Sean Robinson. So Sean Robinson, four star Robinson, has won himself this plug and play. <laughs> So awesome, and uh, I'm gonna make myself a note here to make sure I go back and check to, that he was actually number two. So that won't be. And in the he's show. Uh, he's running a gaming convention uh, out of Utah, actually, that we yes. mentioned on the last podcast on the Ask Aaron segment. So and, and that was the additional email I was gonna read real quick. This wasn't part yes. of it. So he actually sent us an email and said, "Hey guys, I was actually completely serious about you all showing up here in Utah for our convention in June." If you would, that'd be awesome. We've got like five competitions at our con, so we'd schedule time for you guys to be the stars of our panels between com compos. Yeah, compos. You could do things like record a live session of Genesis Gems, perform music, whatever you guys think would be cool. I'm open to suggestions. I couldn't offer much in the way of reimbursement for your time, but we'd feature oh, your live podcast. Live Aaron segment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we'd feature your podcast name and URL on our promotional materials, and we provide a variety of Sega games across Genesis, Dreamcast, and beyond for you to play while you're here. Think about it. Sean Robinson. That's pretty cool. I mean, I could like do like a Johnny Carson skit where he's like Karnak. <laughs> I could have a crystal ball and everything. That'd Why not just record a live episode as a panel? Someone fly yeah. me to Utah. That's all I got. That's say. right. <laughs> you know what? Patreon sounds better and better Patreon, every day. Yeah. <laughs> For fifty dollars a day, you can send. I need those Patreon frequent flyer miles. <laughs> what I need. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's move right along here. Let's go to some Sega snippets. Test one, two. Sega. Now it's time for Sega snippets. So uh, let's start with Landon. I haven't heard Landon talk much. What do you got going on, Landon? Sega in the Sega world. Ah, uh, you know, not a whole lot besides uh, the lovely game Wolf Child. Uh, <laughs> Been playing some Mutant League football. Yeah. Uh, got the, and you know, with the Mutant League football too, you know, we've got the the Kickstarter going on for the Mutant Football League going on. That's kind of what inspired me to to fire that back up and play that a little bit. And so far, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, there's a Kickstarter going on. Our buddy Rob McCallum is actually uh, heading up that Kickstarter, I think, and it's for the Mutant Football League, and it's a uh, a modern day version of the Mutant League football games. I think it's on uh, on Steam, and then they're hoping to get it onto PS4 and Xbox One, and possibly the Nintendo Switch in 2018. I've read. And there's like Sweet. a playable demo of the PC version, I believe. I've not checked it out yet. I haven't yeah. either. I've seen some of the uh, the like footage that they did, some of the YouTube footage of just like the past Super Bowls where they had the uh, 
the one I like, the Scarolina Panzers against the Mile High Chronic. <laughs> yeah, I, I downloaded the demo on my computer. I don't really game, and I don't that didn't have the right type of uh, video card to run it, so I might have to go get me one of those. Then uh, been hanging around with Mutant League football a little bit, and uh, our friend Ross Beck sent some uh, some ROM hacked versions of Mortal Kombat 2 out to us, and he did. That that's been pretty cool experience playing that. Uh, it's Mortal Kombat Annihilation, I believe. Mortal Kombat 2 Annihilation, and it's a pretty sweet little ROM hack. Mortal Kombat 2 Unlimited. Unlimited. Wasn't an, was an Annihilation that uh, that movie? Like Annihilation movie? was another like an official oh, okay, Mortal Kombat okay. game. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say I remember that. <laughs> Yeah, but he, I think he got these off um, Alexi Press, uh, which you can pick up some pretty interesting ROM hacks and things with box and uh, cartridge. And uh, I, I just love the... Did, did you happen to read the back of the box? I did. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, the whole like mention of Jack Thompson, who hasn't like been... I, I don't know if you guys remember Jack Thompson, Oh yeah. but uh, he was a huge <laughs> anti mature rated video game uh lawyer and he he went after video games in a big way uh quite unfairly in a lot of cases um but if you don't mind landon i'll I'll just read the back of the box real quick yeah man you will die (laughs) nothing can prepare you for this unlimited combat all the gory arcade action of mk2 now with playable secret characters playable bosses brutal new combo system all the deadly arenas from mk1 and more that's enough ultraviolence packed into one game to give jack thompson 18 heart attacks <laughs> it's time to make your enemies suffer let the combat continue <laughs> with two k's by the way two k's at the end i love it <laughs> yeah this is a pretty cool little box too like i got it and i'm like well you know that's some really good production value on that it was shiny wasn't it <laughs> Shiny. <laughs> it is very shiny. I don't know what kind of plastic they're using, but it's very shiny. Got that high gloss on there, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I bet they made it out of propane, shoot, propane place, right? <laughs> <laughs> propane accessories. I'll sell propane and propane accessories, dang it. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, I'll tell you what, they're gear down at Walmart and me. Hey, <laughs> um, what man? Get that internet and click, 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 click. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, uh, how about you, Aaron? What have you been doing? Sega-wise? Uh, so, Sega wise, about the only thing Sega wise I did was um, I don't know if I mentioned this. Did I mention that I did a? I did two open mics recently in nice. San Antonio. Did I mention yep. that on the last episode? I don't know that you said... Okay, so I did two open mics in San Antonio, and at both open mics, I actually um, performed some Sega music. Uh, I, I did my David Bowie cover, which, you know, confused the heck out of people because they're, like, hearing music coming from my iPod, and it's Sega Genesis music, and they're like, is this from a video game? <laughs> and uh, I was singing along to it. It's uh, David Bowie's Survive... Um, and so it's a Sega Genesis song that I actually, I wrote the cover and, uh, it ended up on a David Bowie compilation. Uh, but yeah, people, people dug it. And, uh, I was, uh, in, in, on the second, uh, on the second open mic, I actually got someone to come up and do live drums for me. So that's pretty awesome. Um, I'm looking, when I do more live sets, I'm definitely looking to incorporate more uh, live instrumentation. 
I'm a pianist, uh, so I'm definitely looking to play uh, live or play guitar or something um, soon enough. So look for that, guys. Um, besides that, I did get to talking to Dan here, my buddy from Retro Obscura, who's on the show tonight. Yo, uh, whoa, and, really? uh, yo so uh, I got on RetroArch, and I did the screen sharing thing on Skype. And so uh, he, he was just watching me play Wolf Child, because I'll, I'll talk about that more. But I ended up playing some other Sega Genesis games <laughs> uh, that are quite infuriating. Uh, I know one of them was uh, I played Gods, which if you've never played Gods, it, it's a pretty decent little game, except for the fact that the American version runs way too fast. And only the Sega Genesis version, too. Right. The Mega Drive version, the European version of the game, uh, is running at the right speed, and it has to do with the game being programmed for PAL territories. And so when they converted it over to uh, us, they they didn't fix the speed issues. And so, yeah, enemies will kill you like nothing. So, and it's a real shame, because it's a solid platformer. It's a fun game uh, by the Bitmap Brothers. So, I mean, it's still worth checking out. And if you can endure that sort of pain. So, besides that, I, I did um, torture myself by playing Dark Castle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is... I'm so happy you guys have not voted that game up yet for a listener pick. Because it is really bad. They will now. Don't give them any ideas. <laughs> You'll learn. Oh, you I probably already have. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I played a few Sega games, and I even played uh, a few, I don't know if you guys have ever tried playing SG-1000 games, but if you get the Genesis Plus uh, emulator, you can play, uh, so the SG-1000 was Sega's very first console that was supposed to compete with the Famicom, I think back in 1983-84, so it's functionally very similar to a ColecoVision, um, an MSX-1 home computer uh, so, you know, same sound capabilities, same um, chip there. So very similar to those types of games. And, uh, yeah, we I was just running through a few games. And there's some pretty cool um, arcade conversions, like Hero. Um, well, I guess that's more of an Atari 2600 conversion, but it's really good. Um, and I played The Castle. So, uh, yeah, cool stuff uh, there. Uh, there was one other... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I do recommend checking out for the SG-1000 as well, and I should have brought this up to you the other night. Is a game called Girls' Garden. Yeah, this one's especially a... yeah, it's especially interesting because it was the first game designed by Yuji Naka of Sonic the Hedgehog fame. Absolutely, and I think um, Paul from Retro Obscura, I think he actually covered that on one of our episodes. You think I'd know that? Yeah, if you'd listen to our show that you're on. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. It's okay, Dan. Uh, the, so the, the final Sega snippet I wanted to mention is the fact that the Nintendo, the NES Mini that came out uh, just before the holidays, uh, and it's been really hard to find because it's kind of the, the big ticket item right now. Um, so as you go, guys know, it's a NES preloaded uh, with 30 games running off of Something, almost like Android hardware, I believe, um, that Nintendo actually put out. Well, hackers have gotten a hold of it. They've been able to add more games to it. And now someone's figured out how to put RetroArch on it. <laughs> um, so I just I posted a video to the Genesis Gems group, and now you can see the NES Mini running Sega Genesis games at full speed with uh, great sound. 
and Super Nintendo and Game Boy and uh, all the NES games that Nintendo, uh, you know, didn't have a license for or whatever. So, yeah, go check that out if you can uh, over on YouTube or, um, you know, if you can actually find one of those NES minis. Otherwise, <laughs> you know, there's so many other ways, cheaper ways to do emulation like that. Uh, <laughs> that I would recommend, unless you already have an NES Mini for some reason. If you're listening to this podcast, I kind of question your loyalty. <laughs> you should be playing the, the at games, no. Sega console, right? That's right. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding, guys. If you have an NES Mini, more power to you. Um, we, we don't hate on... We pretend a lot. We don't hate on Nintendo that much. Just the two dudes in a NES. All right, so Daniel... Sega snippets, buddy. Um, not a terribly large amount of Sega stuff lately. I mean, apart from playing uh, Wolf Child, I did also check out the uh, the Sega Master System version of the game as well, which is pretty interesting. I showed a, a picture of that up on the, uh, the Genesis Gems group page the other day. If you uh, if you saw me if you saw me playing that one. By now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just for Nick's benefit, I know he prefers yeah. to play games that way. <laughs> Um, otherwise, uh, I started playing Bayonetta recently because a friend of mine got me that for Christmas and, uh, hey, that's, a, that's a game that Sega, game Sega published. Yep. Originally anyway. Um, otherwise, not a whole lot. Although I did start playing Crusader of Senti the other day. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's an expensive game too. Try to buy that out in the wild. Yeah, Sega Snippets, um. I went to the flea market today with Andy Layton, who uh, used to do a podcast nice. on our uh, our network, and we were hoping to go to a game store, and sad thing was they weren't open at the flea market, so uh, I ended up finding a couple cool things. I found a, uh, I'm a big Land Braves fan, so we'll go over this real quick. I found a Mark Lemke <laughs> coffee mug, and I don't know if you remember Mark Lemke, Landon, <laughs> old second oh, yeah. baseman from the 80s and 90s. It's real random. Dude, I pulled, I pulled that up, and Lori's like, who is Mark Lemke, my <laughs> wife? And I'm like, oh, he played for the Braves a long time ago. You don't need to worry about him. <laughs> it was the best the best 50 cents I've ever spent in my life. <laughs> nice. So I got that, and I got a Greg Maddox starting lineup and, and package. I was excited about that, too. But uh, the cool thing was I did uh, – Andy had brought a bunch of games he was going to trade in, and he had uh, Separation Anxiety for Genesis. I didn't own that one, so I, nice. bought, I, I bought that from him. And uh, it wasn't a complete inbox. It had the case and the game, no manual, but I uh, fired it up today with my kids, and they love playing that two-player. So we kind of fought I, over fought over Venom. <laughs> I never played that one. I only ever played uh, Maximum Carnage. Yeah, and the, and the reason Separation Anxiety is maybe a little better because it does have two players. Um, I think Maximum Carnage was a single-player game. He couldn't get Venom yeah, to like from, the third or fourth stage or something. From what I understand, isn't Separation Anxiety like the same game just with a whole pretty, new engine? Pretty much. <laughs> it feels like the same game. Graphics are a little different. Even the first stage is like the exact same area. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, I just remember I had a lot more fun with Separation Anxiety than Maximum Carnage. Yeah, I, and I think a lot of my memories, it was fun. Uh, a lot of it was nostalgia because I felt like, man, this isn't quite the beat em up game I remember. But it was fun. Hey, but that red cartridge, though. Well, that that's what I'd like to see for Maximum <laughs> Carnage. Separation Anxiety didn't have the red cartridge. Wish it no. did. Wish it did. But uh, other than that, um, I'm holding in my hand combat cards. You guys ever played that game? <laughs> that was kind of I've yes, seen it in very the store fun. a yeah. lot. Never yeah. played it. Yeah, accolades. You got the cool, cool-looking cartridge. My uh, oldest son and I have been playing that a lot. Kind of, kind of has that top-down view, like a micro machine said. I just dropped it. it probably won't work now if you heard that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, 
Yeah, it's a pretty cool game. Classic Nick. Yeah, classic Nick. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's really all I have for Sega Snippets and you know Wolf Child, which we'll get into later. Apparently, this is a lot of people's favorite part of the show from our emails, and uh, we'll, we'll get right into this. I hope you have your questions pulled up, Aaron. Because now ready to disappoint you. Now we're getting ready to ask Aaron. <laughs> Aaron Hickman is a dude who knows a lot about Sega games. Ask him questions; it's okay, and he will answer them if he wants. Okay, so on this week's edition of Ask Aaron. Um, there is a picture of me looking askew in a downward diagonal direction, <laughs> which caused, uh, I'll just skip ahead to his question. So this caused, uh, Chris, uh, Vanderhoof, Hoof, troll. Uh, yeah. A resident troll asked him to ask, uh, whose butt are you staring at Aaron? <laughs> and, uh, I know I responded to that somewhere. I don't know where my response went. But anyways, I did respond to him, and I said, uh, I'm actually looking at a laptop. Uh, you can tell in the picture there's a, um, a thing on the bottom. Uh, so that was at MAGFest, and that was actually Rush Jet One, who is an awesome composer. If you've never heard of him, um, he does fantastic Mega Man remixes, and uh, he's a great composer. Uh, yeah, so he came and did a surprise set, and so I was just checking out some crazy stuff he was showing us on a program called Famitracker. So, eat it, Nintendo nerd, because <laughs> I was looking at a Nintendo music-making program. Bam. In your face. Catch me outside. How, How about, about that? that? <laughs> <laughs> this, this podcast is going to be so dated in about Catch a year. Catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> How about that? How about that? Oh, oh, please. You know what? I hope neither of my daughters ever talk like that when they're teenagers. <laughs> please shoot me if that happens. Okay. So Nick DeMarco asks, what Master System game that didn't make it to the Genesis would have had a bright future there in retrospect? Oh, and who would be the first one of you hosers to my new store via go-kart? I oh, love it, Nick, because Nick actually uh, writes for our show. Uh, we usually keep him in the dungeon. Yes. But um, good news for Nick, he's actually getting a storefront because um, I think he was he had his uh, retro game store at a f- uh, flea market, I think, of yeah. sorts. So he's getting an actual storefront, which is awesome. Nick D's Video so, Game Vault. That's right. And so um, Nick said, what Master System game um, didn't make it to the Genesis? A Master System exclusive. I always wanted them to re-release the original Fantasy Star on the Sega Genesis um, with slightly updated graphics. With that same engine for the, the dungeons, that would have been awesome. Uh, there's, a f- there's a few more um, exclusives, and maybe you guys can, can help me out too. I, I would really like to see Kinsidon or like Master I was just Darkness. thinking that game. Yeah, Master of Darkness, which was like almost like Castlevania, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, so was Kinsidon in some ways. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So uh, definitely those games. Um, I loved the. I thought uh, the Master System had one of the best conversions of uh, Ultima 4. Really solid. So that would have been cool to see on the Sega Genesis. Gold, um, Golden Axe Warrior. That'd be my pick. Gold oh, Max yeah. Warrior is a yeah. great, great solid Zelda clone. You know uh, what's really missing from the Master System library? A Choplifter title. 
wasn't there wasn't a choplifter there was a choplifter style game on the master system uh, i meant on the genesis i'm sorry oh, on the genesis <laughs> yeah i was like there was one i don't know if it was choplifter but there was a game that sega put out um i can't remember uh it was like a console port of an arcade game but the arcade game was in 3d and the console port was like a 2d choplifter style game huh uh yeah i think we covered it on retro obscura but i have totally spaced on the name so I will let you do that research, Dan, because yeah. uh, I've just nominated you uh, show historian. Okay, fine. <laughs> Siri, pass the torch. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, you know what? You're British, so it sounds like you probably know everything anyway. I'm some just kidding. Things. Yeah, some things. I know some of everything. Yeah. I know a little bit about everything, right? Okay, so, uh, oh yeah, Nick's second part of his question was, who's going to come in a go-kart? <laughs> you know what? I would probably just strap on my red racing shoes and spin dash my way over there. Ah, <laughs> uh, All right, so, <laughs> uh, Stephen Michael, our other resident troll, asked, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? And that's a great question. That's and... a good acapella song, too. Remember that old shit? <laughs> it's... Yeah. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Man, now I just want to listen to that instead of answering this question. <laughs> uh, you know what? She's in uh, Boise, Idaho. Just trying to take it easy for a while because uh, none of her games have sold in a very long time. <laughs> Next question. Sean Robinson, our resident question asker. No, last episode he asked 10 questions it was awesome uh, so sean asks is this photo from a deleted scene from one of those rocky movies <laughs> i wish it was because uh the person who took the picture uh she's awesome and she actually takes pictures at wrestling events so cool she does serious photography so, Sean's follow-up question was, what are some of the cooler accessories for this console, including those for the controller ports, or those for the cartridge slot, or those in the expansion slot? You know what? I don't think the expansion slot was ever used. If we're talking about, um, it was planned. So, Streets of Rage 2 was originally going to use that expansion slot on the Model 1 Genesis as a third-player uh, controller. You'd They'd actually sell an adapter with Streets of Rage 2 that you'd plug into that extension uh, port. And then uh, they were originally planning for the game to be three players. And if you look at the original design documentation. Um, besides that, I'd really have to go with the Sega channel. I thought if the pricing could have been a little better. Um, you know, part of the problem was just it was just a high price. And... Uh, I like the fact that they had exclusives on there. I thought that was cool, but I kind of wish Sega would have released those games eventually. Um, you know, it's stuff like really Golden sad we never got a version of that back in England. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a shame it, it didn't go on to be in other places. I know in Japan they had, uh, what was it? They had something like Telnet, or I forgot what it was called. The the BS Teleview. Well, that was for the SNES. They actually had one for the Mega Drive also, uh, which is oh. how we ended up with, uh, I think, there was a Sonic game that was released for the service uh, that was recently dumped, well, a couple of years ago. Uh, there was also, if you remember, Fatal Labyrinth 
was actually originally a game on that service that never saw, I believe, a physical release in Japan. But when it got ported over to the United States, physical release. God, does uh, explain so, the simplicity of that game. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and and uh, to answer more of Sean's question, I thought the Menacer was cool, uh, except when I got it as a kid, it didn't work. After like five minutes of play, it just stopped working. So uh, I liked those big bulky guns that the Genesis and the SNES got. <laughs> I think the Super Scope was actually a little better, but... Uh, I just loved how, like, Sega and Nintendo were like, we need to make it bigger. It has to be crazier, you know, because, like, the NES and the Master System were like, I've got the phaser, and I've got the um, the zapper. And so, you know, it's like when you got the 16-bit, it was just like, we need to have a bazooka. We need to have a whatever the Menacer was. Is You know, that, and you got the Menacer to play, like, uh, Terminator 2, and then it came with, like, that six-pack of games, I think it was, that had, like, a Toe Jam and Earl game. Um, and a few others. Uh, I like that. I thought the activator was a cool concept, just with very poor execution. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the activator is kind of like uh, the Wii before its time with the, the motion controls. You, you kind of had a uh, an octagon of sorts that you would set up, and then you had to put stuff on the ceiling for it to work. <laughs> and you would punch and kick in different directions that would uh, correspond to different actions in the game, and it worked as horribly as you can imagine. <laughs> There's actually a video of uh, Siskel and Ebert uh, demoing it back when they did their uh, occasional video game coverage. So that is an amazing video that you must go look up to watch them demoing the activator. Please do it. <laughs> right now? Uh, right now. Stop! You know what? Stop listening to this. Please don't stop listening to this podcast. We love guys. <laughs> Wait so, till after the show, please. After the show. <laughs> so Chris Vanderhoof asked another question: If you had to pick one Sega system to keep and had to get rid of the rest, which one would you keep? Sega CD and 32X would be valid answers. Pretend that you could use them without the Genesis. Oh man, this is so hard. Um, I'm tempted to say the Sega Dreamcast only because I, I, I can emulate at least the Sega Genesis <laughs> library. But um, to be honest, the strongest memories that resonate to me are probably on the Sega CD. Um, and maybe it was just the time that we got it. Um, and some of my most prized memories with video games in general were the, the Lunar series and Snatcher. Uh <laughs> As much as I love the Sega Genesis, like at least those games, and there's a few others also, uh, just really resonated with me deeply. Uh, that uh, it's very hard. It would be a toss-up between the Sega Genesis and the Sega CD. The, the 32X, as far as I'm concerned, could probably go in the scrap heap. <laughs> uh, I don't think anyone would miss it too much. There's just not enough. Um, there, there's some good, solid titles on there. But nothing that makes you go, you know what? I could just be on a desert island with a 32X and, and no other Sega systems, and I'd be fine. Oh, and besides, you know, water and, and, and food. You know. yeah. But Aaron, you'd have <laughs> Doom. You would have Doom um, with really terrible uh, <laughs> half-finished maps. I mean, it was my first exposure to Doom, uh, so I loved it when I was a kid. But now it's kind of hard to play. <laughs> 
because it, it runs in a really small... <laughs> if you've ever tried to play the 32X version of Doom now, it runs bordered. So it runs in a tiny window. And uh, yeah, it's not pretty to look at anymore. But it was fun at the time. It was cool. All right, so <laughs> Daniel Tolan. Wow. You know this guy. That's familiar. Okay. He's the, he's the guy who always complains about resolutions being wrong when you play games, Nick. <laughs> I know. I, I should have expected this. Someone has to set yes. me straight. I just keep dropping Wait. stuff. Sorry. <laughs> dropping <laughs> knowledge. Dropping mics. Jeez. Uh, so Dan asks, a fourth wall break inside of a fourth wall break? Give me some context here, Dan, because that doesn't sound like much of a question. Well, Ask Aaron in and of itself is a fourth wall break. You're interacting with the listener. So... Since I'm on today, I decided to put a fourth wall break inside of that fourth wall break. Bam! What you gonna do? Yeah, you know what? Ooh. I'm just mm. gonna I'm gonna think of a certain movie um, called Inception, <laughs> and I, and hopefully Nick can just cue up some Inception music right here, and and we'll just have a moment of uh, music. <laughs> I just heard you say Doom, and I was trying to remember that guitar riff. The... <laughs> I almost got it. But. It sounds more like it's like RC Pro-Am mixed with Doom. It was still there, kind of. No, it's close. <laughs> I can it's funny because like, uh, the, when we did Desert Strike, we opened up the episode, and I just I had my acoustic guitar, and I had it in drop D tuning, and I was just playing the opening riff to <laughs> Desert Strike. Oh, I love it, Nick. Sorry. Okay, so we'll go ahead and move on here. That's my life. Like, Jared, we're going to have uh, jam session. name that riff. <laughs> He'll, he'll play one riff from a Sega Genesis game or something, and you guys will have to name it. it it's so funny you say that because we have an uh, open mic night at our at our church, believe it or not. And I'll get up on stage and I'll I buy like twenty bars of uh, chocolate, and then I'll play like five seconds of a riff, and whoever guesses it first, I throw the chocolate at them. It's like it's something I've been doing for years. <laughs> How many requests for Slayer do you get? So, yeah, rain, raining blood, right? Right by the church. <laughs> no, I did play some Pantera though. That was kind of cool. <laughs> Oh man. Okay, so uh, Jim Jones asks. Jim Jones, Jim. That's right. Tech question warning. I don't mind those. Even if I might not have the answer, I like these questions. Uh, Tech question warning. I have two Mark I Mega Drives, a 1990 and a 1991. Both aesthetically look the same but sound completely different. Are the chips different? Or is the age of the units the real issue? Um, you'd really have to look. Uh, there is a guide. Uh, I think it's on Sega 16. If you just look Correct. at different models of Sega Genesis, uh, you can actually look there and look at the back of your Mega Drive. There are different revisions on them. Um, and Sega cheaped out at some point and stopped using that uh, original uh, that original FM chip. And they replaced it with a clone. And I know on uh, the Model 2, the hardware ladder effect is gone. Um, and there's kind of a tinnier sound going on. So I'm not sure if that happened uh, on your second Mega Drive, since you're saying they're both Model 1s. But I think there is a slight difference between the two. So I would recommend going the extra step and going to that website, since I'm not sure what your models are. Um uh, I would go check out that guide. If it doesn't have high-definition graphics written around the circle on the top, that's going to guarantee that, oh, it's a Mega Drive, it's not a Genesis. I can't answer this question. 
That's why, yeah. That's why this is called Ask Aaron. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, Dan. I'm just, I love you, man. Ask Aaron. Okay. You'll get caught up in the. All right. Uh, so Nick Stevens, another <laughs> wow, another guy on this show. So Nick asks, "What am I thinking right now?" You'll have to deal with that question while we record. Uh, I'm gonna guess hot dogs with sauce. You know, funny enough, Ooh. I had two hot dogs with sauce today, and they were wonderful. <laughs> And I was thinking about this. So, Aaron, you just nailed that. That's scary. You know what? So did I. <laughs> and I hardly ever eat hot dogs anymore. With and sauce? I had hot dogs with sauce. With sauce. With sauce. Yes. That's Man, right. now I want chili dogs. Chili dogs. And you know what? It was, I have to say, having to do with this podcast, it was Wolf Brand. Ooh. Just saying. Ooh. All right. So, final oh. question here. <laughs> Unless you uh, want to interject real quick, Nick. No, I just want to film myself going up to a West Virginia hot dog vendor and saying, I want a chili dog. And they're going to be like, what? You mean a hot dog with sauce? <laughs> I just want to hear that, that reverse because when I go south, I'm like, I want a hot dog with sauce. They're like, you mean a chili dog? Or what kind of sauce? Ketchup? I'm like, no, sauce. <laughs> hot dog sauce. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> you have any what kind of condiment would you like on <laughs> Man, you know, chili dogs aren't big back home, but you know what is awesome? Back where I'm from, baked potatoes with chili. Yeah, Ooh, oh, I yeah. that. Yeah, I used yes. to have that at um, yeah, when I was in high school. I think they had that. Yeah, this really, place... I've mentioned that to people around here, and they've just looked at me like I'm weird. There's a place, a uh, real famous hot dog place where I live called Hillbilly Hot Dogs, and they make this thing called an incubator tater, and it's a baked potato <laughs> with uh, with hot dog sauce and cheese and salsa and onion. It's wonderful. But oh, yeah, that sounds amazing. It's got all that stuff in it. Sounds like a flavor explosion in my mouth. It is. It's an explosion. <laughs> an explosion the next day in the bathroom. I'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, some blast processing <laughs> right here. I'll tell you what. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if I can get through it. Final question for Ask Aaron. Craig Holland asked, "What Sega character should I do for a live drawing? If you get too many questions, you can skip this one." Um, you know what? I I'm gonna take a poll. Um, I'm gonna say what I think, and then maybe you guys can say what you think also and see what we arrive at. Uh, right now, I I just love Toji Am and Earl. They're probably my favorite Sega IP right now. I think they don't get enough love. Uh, I don't think Sega even owns them anymore, but uh, they were my favorite classic Sega intellectual property. Um. So my vote is for Toe Jam and Earl. I don't know about you guys. I was kind of on the same path that, or uh, like Sketch Turner from Comic Zone. Yes, one of the, one, one of those franchises. For there sure. you go. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I want so to Green Dog. No, I'm Green kidding. Dog. <laughs> 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 you and Green Dog. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, the game is awful. I, it, it is. I, I can't believe Sega ever thought that was going to be a good mascot. <laughs> you know, I would probably love to see like Tempo. Tempo doesn't that get was enough a love. 32X and Saturn game? 32X Saturn and Game Gear. I've never played that, but I've watched it online. It looks so good. Definitely it's not. It, it is not. Okay, well, that sucks. <laughs> so it looks good. It's a good game and the opposite of that. Okay. <laughs> well, the game's kind of fun, but the problem is the music is so repetitive that it gets really annoying very quickly. Uh, okay. Other than that, the, the level's also kind of... They're a little aimless. It's hard to figure out what you're supposed to do. Hmm. looks pretty. So, uh, what about you, Landon? 
You know, I was trying to think of the most obscure person, and I was thinking Kid Chameleon. Ooh. Hey, that would be pretty yeah. cool, because uh, you could go many different directions with that. Um, yeah. You could have him, like, halfway in between morphing into something else, or um, maybe have, like, a table of all the different masks or something, and him standing in front of it trying to pick <laughs> which one he wanted. Ooh, yeah. I was thinking of kind of like a James Dean, Rebel Without a Cause kind of thing, but with Kid Chameleon. I could see that. Hmm. Yeah, that would be neat. Uh, so I guess that about wraps up Ask Aaron for this week. Thank you guys so much for your questions. Please keep them coming, and I will keep answering them. Awesome. I love it. It's uh, I felt a little bad because we recorded kind of back-to-back, week-to-week, so we didn't get a lot of time to have the question out there, but there's a lot of responses for that short time we had, so good deal. Well, all right, guys, let's jump right into this wolf child thing. So uh, game on, Landon. Game on, guys. Game on, Aaron. Game on! Game on, Daniel. Game on! Game on! Yeah, game on! Sega! Alright. <laughs> Wolf child, y'all. Um, so the first thing I always write down is memories, and the only memory I have of this is I remember the Super Nintendo cover at like a local Kmart, and it was never at a rental store. I just remember being like 60 or $70, and I thought, nah, that's not, I'm not going to buy that. So I, yeah, that I, I, yeah, the cover for that version just looks stupid. It reminded me of like, I don't know, like Rambo or something with Sylvester Stallone in it. I don't know why, <laughs> but it de- <laughs> definitely doesn't look like the Genesis version. But um, anyone else I have any memories? Genesis version, yeah, I, I do. Um, I so the only version, I think we borrowed two versions of the game. I for some reason I remember the, the Super Nintendo version vaguely. I think maybe that was because. I had a uh, <clears throat> backup copy of it on a diskette <laughs> because uh, at some point I had a Super Wildcard DX, which was a SNES copier device um, and my brother had given to me as a Christmas present one year, and it had about 300 diskettes with it. <laughs> so uh, don't ask me where he got it from, but he did, and Wolf Child was one of the games um that i got to check out so i did get to play the snes version one time uh i also remember the sega cd version we rented it one time um complete with that goofy animated intro uh, <laughs> and you know that i would say the music is pretty decent but not as good as the genesis um by any stretch but uh i remember enjoying the time i spent with it but just remembering it being very hard um uh, and not, and not always in a way where I was like, oh, like a, like a Super Ghouls and Ghosts or something, where I was like, I'm just going to keep on trekking through this game no matter what. Uh, I, playing a game like this when I was a kid, I, I got very frustrated easily, so I don't remember getting past the first or second level, <laughs> even on easy. So uh, I was not very good at games like this as a kid. So, But I... I do remember thinking it was a cool looking game and looks for me when I was a kid were did mean a lot so I thought it was a cool looking game looks aren't everything um, nope <laughs> <laughs> so how about you Landon um I didn't really play it as a kid I saw it I'm kind of like you Nick I saw it at Kmart and thought wow that's a really cool cover and then I saw the price tag and I'm like <laughs> eh I think I'll get Street Fighter 2 instead <laughs> yeah <laughs> plays guile i feel like too uh i remember playing another game um that came out a few years before this when i was a kid called werewolf on nes and just thinking yes is this related to this game because they had very similar concepts going on 
And you know, that same was a weird with like game Alter Yeah, it was. And it was just one of those games where it's like very very good music again. Uh, like this game, but that game had even more frustrating gameplay by far than this game ever had. It some something about the cover, and I don't know why, but remind me of like Bram Stoker's Dracula, which I did not like, and I did not want to play that game again. Some, something about the vibe of that, and I'm thinking of the Super <laughs> Nintendo cover, not the Genesis cover. Mm-hmm. So it's something about that, just like like, oh, uh, I don't want to have to go through that experience again. <laughs> oh, what with Wolfchild or what? Yeah, yeah, like the Super Nintendo oh, cover. Oh, okay. Yeah. Course. I hear you, yeah. and the the cover really doesn't say much about what the game's going to be yeah, about anyway. No, but um, you know, the whole, one of the reasons we have Daniel on the show is because uh, he he played this game, so I bet he has some good memories. What do you think, Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, as a kid, not so much. Well, kind of. Um, I grew up with uh, the Atari ST as my main gaming system as a kid, and I used to get a lot of uh, magazines for it because it used to come with demo discs, whatnot. But I remember, um seeing the reviews for this game back when it came out and i thought it was like the coolest looking game ever um like in a magazine that showed screenshots of this really cool animated intro for the game and uh the fact that the main character could turn into a wolf and that you were fighting robots on airships and cool <laughs> stuff like that it just seemed so awesome and i remember the day uh, the day i got the uh issue of the magazine with the, the demo on the cover and i went to play it and it never worked on my atari just for some reason when i tried to load that demo it just would always crash back to the desktop um metaphor for your life yeah that's <laughs> explains my life pretty much perfectly but uh, uh a few years ago i was working at a, a local video game store and a copy of the sega genesis version of wolf child was traded in and <clears throat> Like I saw this, like I instantly saw the cover, which is very different from the other versions of the game. And I just saw the super metal looking like snarling wolf. And I'm like, this looks cool. And I saw the title and I saw that it was Wolf Child. And I'm like, is this the game I remembered from when I was a kid? I hurriedly stuck it into the Genesis we had in the store and started playing and kind of just instantly fell in love with it. And it's a game I wanted to play most of my life and finally got a chance. Um, definitely different to what I expected, but I enjoyed it. And it kind of became a I wouldn't say an obsession with mine, but an in-joke with me and all my friends. It's for some reason they all assume the game is bad, so I try and get to force them to play it, so it just comes up again and again. And then when I started listening to Genesis James uh, Gems and getting involved with Genesis your community, James. I kind of just <laughs> dropped it in. And yeah, I can't speak. We already know that. <laughs> but yeah, I just kind of just kept dropping it in as a as a running joke here, and it kind of stuck. Well, tell people what your Skype is. Oh, yeah, my so Skype my picture. Skype picture, um, and this is not actually related to today, is actually the cover of Wolfchild. And, um, oh, is it not? I, I, I was assuming you put it out there, so when I typed your name in, I was like, oh, I bet that's him. No, what, what no, other Daniel I actually have? set that about two years ago. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> when I went to play uh, Left 4 Dead online with um, my friend who I forced Wolfchild on the most, and I changed that to, <laughs> to that picture right before we went to play, and awesome. <laughs> it's kind of just stuck ever since. So yeah, memories. Um, this game was published by JVC Musical in- Industries for Genesis, and it was developed by Core Design. Which, uh, cool thing about Core, they are the originators of Tomb Raider, right? So you had a lot of uh, Tomb Raider games out there, like what, Tomb Raider 1 and 2 and 3, Chronicles, Lost Artifact, games like that. Core, um, uh, big supporters of the Sega Genesis as well. Yeah. They had a 
a lot of their yeah. titles on there, and especially on the Sega D- CD, they did some amazing stuff on there. Soul Star and yep. uh, Battle Force. Yes, sir. Which I believe uh, wasn't Soul Star. What uh, Willie Culver was talking big on, if I'm remembering right. But um, I remember playing a game by him called uh, Oh, it was Ninja something, and I really hated that game for PlayStation. <laughs> Had like a purple ninja. Oh, on the, the ninja. Front. Yeah, I really hated it's that called game. Called Ninja. Really, I kind of like that. Yeah, I kind of. I don't know. I, I was expecting more, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> then, right. then a game called Ninja. Ninja. What were you yeah. expecting? Pirates. Pirates. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking like Ninja Gaiden or something. Gaiden, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it is a hard game though. That Ninja game. Yeah, it was, super hard. It was. And looks like here they did a, uh, which I I like this uh, game was a uh, hook. I, I think I played it mainly on Super Nintendo. That was a pretty good game. Yeah. Um, super cool engine that game used as well, and. uh there was another game that used that same engine called Skyblazer, which is like yes. one of the coolest games on the Super Nintendo. I've actually never heard of that. I'll check it out. Cool. So yeah, Core uh, Core designed that. It was released in 1993 for the Genesis. It was composed by Martin Iveson, if I'm saying that right. And I looked up some things that uh, he's done. Audio Force did some stuff for Shellshock, uh, some of the Tomb Raider games. Uh, Fighting Force 2, which I played a lot on on the Dreamcast. <laughs> so, kind of a weird type game. Uh, Battle Corpse, which, did you guys ever check that game out? Sega CD? I actually have that game. You do? It's okay. very fun. Yeah, I like that. It's like a mech game kind of thing. So. so, yeah, there's some, you know, kind of within the same company. Uh, Matt Furness did the music conversion for the, for the Sega for the Genesis, Genesis, right? Okay, cool. So and uh, so he's responsible for, like, why it sounds so awesome on Sega Genesis. Besides them being really good compositions, um... It doesn't always happen that way because there have been games in the past like uh, Turrican, which we might cover on the show if you guys upvoted enough. Uh, <laughs> Probably gonna be. There boring. have been, yeah. There there have been games that have been Amiga conversions where the audio just sounds atrocious uh, because the person converting the music just didn't do a great job. But in this case, oh man, uh, Matt Furness outdid himself and just came up. Uh, just amazing sound design. Uh, I'll admit, I, I never really paid as much attention to the soundtrack in this game until the past couple of weeks, but it's risen to... It, it's got to be in my top 50. Oh, for sure. And uh, just the, the kick drum and the snare, just the samples sound great. And The, the guitar uh, is awesome. Yeah. And it's not easy to make, uh, make it sound great because you think about it, on the Amiga, it was all samples. On Sega Genesis, it's mostly synthesis except for the drums. So uh, to make it sound good takes a lot of effort. Stage one was borderline cat sound. I'll tell you that there. <laughs> but it does it well. It, pulls <laughs> it, it does. Off. It does. It's more of a wailing guitar than a squealing cat. <laughs> I just had to go hey, there. I, I like a, I like my cat sounds. <laughs> I did okay. like that. It was a good uh, stage one. Had a heck of a tune. I think I, I remember that most because it took me for a it took me a little while to get through stage one. <laughs> my first played it. <laughs> my so. favorite is probably stage three though. Yeah, it's catchy. Just it's right at the end of that, right loop, that little guitar see. kicks in and wails at the end. It's so cool. All right, and then the uh, average price for this, according to PriceCharting.com, is at eighteen dollars and seventy-five cents loose and forty-nine dollars ninety-five cents complete. I wow, got, really? Got, yeah, and I got it a little cheaper. I I just got it the cartridge only. I think I paid maybe twelve or thirteen dollars for it. So yeah, I think when I got it, it was like four years ago. It was like six bucks. Yeah, gosh, I and that I, was complete. I I, I kicked myself for 
the deals I passed up four or five years ago, and what they cost now, like Streets of Rage for twenty bucks, or Streets of Rage oh, three, yeah. Streets of Rage three for twenty bucks. I'm like, nah, I'm not spending that. Now it's like sixty dollars. Kick myself for selling that one. Yeah, yeah. So, um, quick story. I didn't have the instruction manual for this, but I did find this quick story off of uh, Moby Games. It says, Oh, I have the manual. Do you, you want to read it? Because that'd be even better. I'm going to delete. Yeah, let me hobble over it. <laughs> don't drop, don't drop anything like I do. Could be prepared. That'd be awesome. Okay. <laughs> On this show? Don't yeah, I was gonna say. Don't worry about that. <laughs> so, a beast is born. Dr. Cal Morrow, the world's, world's foremost authority on biogenetic science, has been kidnapped by the notorious terrorist group Chimera. The leader of Chimera, a confirmed sociopath named Carl Drax, has set out to conquer the world using mutant war machines of the Doctor's own creation. But Drax is unaware that moments after the kidnapping, Morrow's youngest son, Saul, returned from conducting oceanographic research at sea to find his father's lab in ruins, and the entire incident captured on security videotape. At that moment, Saul swore to do everything in his power to avenge his father's abduction and bring down Drax once and for all. But Saul knew he couldn't take on the bloodthirsty Chimeran army alone. Fortunately, Drax's army failed to find Morrow's secret blueprint for the perfect war machine, Project Wolfchild, a half-man, half-beast warrior project possessing enormous strength, incredible psychic powers, and an immunity to all levels of pain. <laughs> Saul had no other choice. In order to single-handedly crush his father's captured, he had, he had to activate Project Wolfchild. Taking his life into his own hands, Saul entered the transmutation booth a frightened young man and emerged a lycanthropic warrior, hell-bent on revenge. <laughs> you know what? There's there's some um, j- just hearing you read that. Uh, for some, I think there's uh, a little bit of misinformation in there because uh, you know what? I'm playing this right now, and uh, he's not invulnerable. <laughs> it takes about four or five hits, and he goes back to puny human. What's up? But with hey, that? you can walk straight into dudes and not take damage. Come on. And you can also punch sure. punch robots, like giant robots. If you lose your wolf power, you can just punch punch right through yeah, the metal, right? Because right? <laughs> this game is metal as heck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. So they call this game an action game, which I kind of agree with. I, when I first saw it, I'm like, is that like a running gun? But, yeah, a little bit here. Sort uh, it, of. Sort of, yeah. It, can, it controls pretty simply. Um, C is your jump. Uh, well, you can change this in the options, but default C is jump. B is your attack or fire. And then the A is kind of like your special weapon. So there you go for controls. As far as the, the, the layout of the game, it's it's the, the first stage. And I know every stage kind of has its own little spin. But a lot of uh, platforming going up and down. And I like that. Sometimes just going right the whole game kind of drives me nuts so being able to jump on platforms and jump over things and stage two especially where you're walking through the trees you're, you're going down going up you kind of get lost at times kind of make, gives it an extra element that i actually enjoy but uh i don't know what you guys think about that i uh, uh, i really enjoyed the level design in this game especially stage three um the kind of little trap gauntlet they put in near the end of the stage i thought that was super cool um if I had to say one stage that I, I think was kind of designed pretty poorly, that was probably the uh, um, the Chimera base, the parts with the elevators. I just found that kind of annoying. <laughs> but for the most part, I, I enjoyed the layout of the game quite a lot. And, and Landon, we like the Caterpillar elevators, right? Oh, yeah, we love those grasshoppers, man. <laughs> oh, grasshoppers. <laughs> grasshoppers you know, I wish they slugs. used that more. I swear I sat there for 15 minutes punching that thing. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? I did, I did too. What do I do? Die. I <laughs> Why won't you die? Oh, you're supposed to help me. That's kind of like a Metroid too, right? Where there's like a creature you're supposed to jump on. You're like, it won't die. 
<laughs> yep. The little There's gremlins and the, and the bird. But uh, no, I, I really, I only made it to stage three. I'll be honest, I couldn't get any further. But um, I was a real big fan of stage two. I love running through those trees and <laughs> going up those crazy looking elevator robot things. And I don't know, I really enjoyed that. Busting open those weird pod looking things to get power ups. I'm explaining this real well right now because I'm playing it right now. So. <laughs> You're doing a great job, just, you know yeah. what? Keep doing it. But the uh, I really like the the whole like two modes of play the game had going on as well. Like uh, you start off just as uh, the basic human form, and then when you get your health past a certain amount, you actually turn into the wolf and can shoot fireballs. Yeah, and and kind of ex- expand on that. So you're you, you start off as the human, and really all you have is the punch. So kind of. You're not helpless, but you're kind of like, well, I wish I had some more power. So, and like Daniel said, you're not very helpful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and once you get the power ups, you turn into the wolf, and uh, real cool animation happens. It's like lightning comes down. And I really enjoyed that part. And of course, now you got some like kind of uh, projectiles coming out of your fist now instead of just blank punching. You get some projectiles. I was, uh, further on in the game, you get like different type of projectiles. I saw like some looking spinning discs things coming different angles because the first one you get kind of straight out and there's some that kind of lob and things like that and uh, i don't know um you kind of want to keep the wolf as long as you can because the like like aaron was saying earlier it's a little misleading because a few times you get hit you turn back into your human form it's uh, it's nice that the game does provide permanent health upgrades for you uh hidden in uh most of the levels so it's possible to keep a hold of that wolf form longer if you find those yeah yeah and I know um, it didn't really help me out any, but did you guys try that rapid fire option and the options? <laughs> I did not. I keep meaning to. I didn't. I did. And because I felt like being cheap. And <laughs> I just liked seeing him, you know, like lose absolutely no stamina. You just let him stand in place and do the rapid fire punching. Like he's at a, like a, a punk concert and he's in a circle pit. He's <laughs> going to town. Stamina punching in thin yeah. air. <laughs> let him go at it for a little while. Yeah, that, cardio, and I don't know how the rest of the game is, but the the first two bosses were extremely easy. I thought, I, like I said, I never made it to the third boss. <laughs> I kept dying, and I even just set set my lives up to seven or whatever the max is, and just couldn't get past it. I was that bad at this game. The third boss is actually the lamest of the whole game. It's really simple. If if, if you're on the default difficulty. Um, it's really easy. It's basically just these endless waves of these little like spider enemies that keep coming at you and you just have to survive long enough. Um, and they take like, I think, two hits to die on spider pigs. The, the, the basic difficulty. But up from there, um, I, I tried doing that on hard and I'm pretty sure that boss is impossible on hard because they take way too many hits. <laughs> um, but uh, the rest of the bosses are pretty easy too. Uh, the boss of the well, the next boss you fight in the Chimera base is a giant shrimp. <laughs> I didn't get him. <laughs> um, and the final boss like is shrimp. Drax. Shrimp on the Bobby. Eh? <laughs> just like you. Oh Wait, what was that? What do you fight on Chimera? Uh, it's it's a giant shrimp prawn. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, and and I don't know how the other ones fare in difficulty, but like the first one. I wrote down a note. I just pretty much spammed it with a punch. Even when I lost my wolf power, I could just kind of jump and hit the punch button as fast as I possibly could. And the and second one, Dan the, showed me a method of like where, he, where you can stand in a spot and not get hurt. Yeah, and there's like a real easy pattern of how it teleports yep. from each each side. So I didn't have yeah, much trouble with that. It's an easy pattern, and tracks is an easy pattern. The, the difficulty of this game comes in the stages. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Stage three, gosh, I, I wish I had an emulator at that time because I just kept, I, I, I finally just started going by really slow and just hitting the B button as fast as I could, especially for those little weird worm things that come out of the ground, whatever the heck those are. But those things oh, drove, yep. drove me nuts. So. Tell you what, though, the game's very memorization-based, and I found, like, I kept getting game overs all the time, and then suddenly the, the time I beat the game, I... Like, I only lost a couple of lives, because once you learn it, it's really simple. Basically, know what enemies, like, can... Uh, you can duck their shots, what enemies you need to jump, and where they're going to be. It The game doesn't take long to learn, and once you get it, it's like... I'd say like a week or two of play, you should be able to get it down. Yeah. I've also played it off and on for the past few years. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Landon, I know you made it to at least stage three. According to our uh, grasshopper, yeah, talk. did you get any further? I, no, that was as far as I got to. A stage three was the the bug temple, as I call it. <laughs> the bug temple. <laughs> I know my kids. I was playing it. They're like, "Ew, gross! Look at all those bugs." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They, they they tried to play this one. I I don't. You know, I'd I'd like to start getting them recorded on the on a video or something their reactions but they they weren't the biggest fan of this game they thought it was a little too hard for him so. oh my son loved watching me play this one he was like wow that's so cool daddy <laughs> especially when like he like so cool. grabs the lightning and power howls. up dad best <laughs> well, my young those short fists my young fury. my, my four-year-old kept asking daddy that's scary that's scary i'm like no it's not scary you, you actually play as the wolf <laughs> <laughs> I am the one who knocks. <laughs> How about the graphics? I thought the graphics weren't too bad. Um, backgrounds were really cool. Uh, animations, Especially the first one. Yeah, yeah. The animations weren't bad. I thought the uh, running animation was kind of goofy looking. But other than that, everything else, <laughs> the, the way the guy jumps, you can see his head kind of tilt up in the air. And uh, you know when he's falling down, he kind of changes his animation too. But uh, I thought attention to detail wasn't too bad for a side-scrolling game. You guys kind of agree with that? or? I yeah, thought there was some nice yeah. parallax scrolling and uh, some really neat effects. I, I like the fact that, you know, even though this started out as, I, I don't know if they just developed these simultaneously on different systems, but I like the attention to detail they put in the Sega Genesis version because um, they could have done like what they do in a lot of games that get like releases on Amiga and so forth where they'll have gradient backgrounds instead of actually putting a lot of detail into them. But I like uh, just how different each level is in this game. Um, so graphically, I think it's it's pretty pleasing. Like yeah, like you said, the um, the actual animations maybe aren't the absolute best um, as some other games on the system, but it's still better than about fifty percent of the Genesis library <laughs> at least. Yeah, true. And then what, actually. Well, I'll, just real quick, one thing I really like when you're the when you're just a human guy, his his hair kind of goes up and down too when you jump, so that's kind of a cool little touch. Nice yeah, little I like that. I think that's cool. I can just see you having that written on your notes list. Good hair. <laughs> I really <laughs> don't, but hair. I should have. I like his great his gray flowing hair. I'm I'm starting to lose my hair in life, so it's kind of <laughs> it's it's like an envy thing. I wish I had hair. Like a that. second chance for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I gotta say, I really like that the game has a definite aesthetic and sticks to it really well. Yeah, it's called hard. <laughs> hard. <laughs> it's very hard. I also really like how the uh, the, the Genesis version is 
probably the best looking version out of them too. I was like, gonna say even better than the Amiga version in some aspects. Things aren't as busy in the Genesis version. I was gonna say the same thing because I, I popped open the uh, Super Nintendo review on on YouTube. It just didn't look real great. Yeah, um, the Mode Seven effect is cool. I mean, or like maybe not Mode Seven, but the uh, the sprite scaling into the screen of the bosses was pretty neat, but. And they only do it with the first one, sadly. Although they do have a couple of extra effects, like uh, there's uh, transparent clouds going in the foreground on the first stage, or there's uh, uh, like rain, like torrential rain in the jungle, stuff like that. So, but otherwise, the I don't know, the sprites were a little bit smaller in the Super Nintendo one, and everything just seems a little squished. Graphical interface in the game's awful in the Super Nintendo version too. They kind of just squished everything at the bottom with basic text instead of the the cool little like orbs and pictures they have in the Genesis version. And was it any different in the Sega CD version than the Genesis as far as interface or anything? I can't remember. Uh, from what I could tell, I have a copy of the Genesis version that doesn't run quite right. <laughs> um, but from what I can tell, things just looked about the same. The palette seemed a little off on the, on the Sega CD one, though. But that may have just been the copy I was using. And I think one of the complaints about the Sega CD version is that it just really didn't take advantage of the hardware. Which is a complaint about some um, Sega CD ports of games uh, that besides the music, like you'll notice where they like they didn't take advantage of the extra um processing power or the the colors like the colors just aren't much better yeah um that is one thing i will point out uh with the mega cd uh, sega cd version and, and the other versions too they're the track they used for the the bug temple uh the, the piece of music they used there like i said it's my favorite in the game but every other version but the amiga version they put in this totally separate track that is just doesn't seem to fit with the game and it's got some weird Seinfeld slap bass going on in the background too. That's like every Super Nintendo music. Oh, they did also put that really cool intro on the Sega CD version too. Those heaving muscles, yeah. Heaving muscles. And the really long loading sequences between each scene. Yeah, where it's like, they'll be like, it's almost like you think of the kid from Malcolm in the Middle who would like try and say a sentence and then like take a deep breath. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he'd finish a sentence. This was the Sega CD equivalent of that. It was, it was, a, it was a little boy in the wheelchair, right? Yeah. Yep. Like, like, like comic books, yeah. <laughs> Poor little guy. With his inhaler. Poor little guy. <laughs> it, this was a Sega CD equivalent because like they'd be in the middle of the scene and he's like, okay, loading. Okay. Yep. Finishing my thought now. <laughs> we went there. We did go there. Malcolm in the middle. That's good. Another Brian Cranston record. I know. Everyone forgets about that. <laughs> it was like the very first episode. Like His wife's like shaving his whole body clean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Great show. <laughs> Love that show. <laughs> I don't know why I remember that. But... <laughs> now I'm going to change all my retrofitted achievements to have to deal with uh, that show. <laughs> or just Brian Cranston in general. Yeah. Wasn't he on Power Rangers or something like that? Yeah, he, he was one of the voice for. Yeah, he was one of the bad guys. Yeah, I, re I read that somewhere recently. Oh, I never thought I'd like Breaking Bad, and then I started watching it. I'm like, I can't quit watching the show for some reason. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. So, what do we get? We had graphics and uh, sound. Um, so music, I think we covered a little bit. We like the music, sound effects. Uh, mm -hmm. the punching really got on my nerves. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> <It's> like. <laughs> <laughs> 
for me, it was just like a whiff. I think it could have had more substance to it, but I'm not going to give the game a, a hard time about that because the music, I think, is just so good. Yeah, and, and, and maybe this plays more in with the animation or the feel of the game, but... I didn't feel a lot of feedback when you're punching something. I I like when you're That's true. if you're if you're playing a game like this like that, as much as I hate last battle. Man, when you hit someone in last battle, you know you hit them cuz the guy flies 80 feet off the screen. <laughs> but but <laughs> but a game like this, I just don't feel like am I am I hitting? Is he getting hit? I don't I don't know. But it, it, we actually might... we actually just had a conversation about this thing in games uh, when we recorded Retro Obscura the other night while uh, Aaron was asleep. <laughs> that's another story i heard about that <laughs> but uh yeah me and adam were talking about how a really important factor in games is the weight like the, the almost the, the physical feeling of weight behind the things that you do and i'll agree this game really doesn't give you that feeling of impact yeah and I, i'll always bring back one of the best examples of that is like any kunia kun game like even the old double dragons and stuff when you hit someone their mouth is like 80 feet open and you can tell when you yeah. hit the guy right <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking like river city There's ransom big... yeah, yeah. yeah. you know you hit that guy right <laughs> yeah some companies just really knew how to, to sell that and like even the streets of rage games just that impact oh, is just absolutely. so yeah, solid yeah. and and maybe what would have sold the hand-to-hand combat more in this game it would have had to maybe uh like a combo system similar to like Comic Zone. Yes, yes. I think if they could have done that, then maybe it wouldn't be so obvious like why you kind of hate yourself at the game <laughs> when you can't get into wolf form and you're just kind of whiffing guys with a really short punch. Like, it feels like every game where you're using like the weakest attack, and you're stuck with it. And so, like in Castlevania or something, where you've got like this really weak whip. It does nothing. Yeah, it's it's like the healing. Funny thing, though, the the punch actually does slightly more damage than the than the fireball, from what I could tell. But the fireball <laughs> gives you range. Funny. It's like the poor guy yeah. never made it past like the second week of boxing class. It's like we're just gonna learn to jab. And that's all you need. Just to <laughs> jab. Right, and it's just one jab too. He never alternates. <laughs> from what I can tell. I mean, well, he's also a hand model in his spare time, so he's not going to use his left hand. <laughs> hand <model. laughs> that's right. That was epic. That, I hope that's a Richard fitted achievement for you. <laughs> no, but now I I'm hope so. David Duchovny and Zoolander. Yeah, exactly. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Don't make me feel my own feelings. Or is that a dodgeball? I can't remember. That's, that's, no one, that's no one makes me bleed my own no blood. Bleed my own blood. Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> La floor. Nah. Is Zoolander 2 any good? I haven't watched that yet. I have not. Yeah. It probably explains it. <laughs> Open up a center for children who can't read good. Yes. <laughs> Whatever that's called. Well, I'd like to let you guys know, I finally got a full-on game over on Wolf Child. <laughs> I did died you... uh, about 20 times on level 3, and uh, did you, it uh... finally kicked me back to the title screen. So yeah, that, that, that's an important part, too, because I, I go to options and always make sure my lives are set to the highest. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. I'm just it, that bad. And does it default to easy? Did I, did I remember yes, that right? Yes, it does. Okay. It does. The problem I, I really did have with this game is they don't know how to balance difficulty at all. It's like when you go from easy to medium, all it does is doubles the amount of health that enemies have. And then when you go to hard, it doubles it again from medium. Which is awful. Because... Uh, do you guys remember that that one bad guy that's on the uh, near the beginning of stage one that throws the barrels down the slope at you? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Donkey Kong. 
Yeah. <laughs> on, <laughs> on easy, he takes six hits, hits to die. On medium, it's 12. And on hard, I counted 24 hits. And it just... It doesn't make the game any more difficult. It just makes it take longer. Don't you just love games? You just want to waste your time? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just jacked it up to hard here on the first level. It, it takes about three or four hits to kill these guys. With the crotch punches. That's the only way I can get through them. Duck and crotch punch. Mm-hmm, but everything does the same damage to you. <laughs> I, yeah. I think any game that makes it harder for you should give you more incentive, like better weapons. Yeah. yeah. Landon, do you have any good thoughts here? I, I feel like you... I want to make sure you're still here. <laughs> um, about the music, music, music's good. I enjoyed the the rocking tunes of the first and second level, and yeah. the third level. I just got so frustrated with it that I wasn't hearing much of anything. But me just saying, "Why am I dying so much? Why?" <laughs> oh, you heard all the best music with the first three stages, anyway. <laughs> stages well, four and five. Yeah. Well, and I will say, like, I like the little tune that plays when you're getting to the level, like the, oh, the, the, the pre-level music? music school. Yeah. The ending theme's super cool in this game, too. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, I saw, you know we, I saw where you posted you, that picture. That's cool. Until you told me about the ending of the game, I didn't think it actually existed. <laughs> <laughs> that, that picture was actually the Super Nintendo version, but I did beat the, the Genesis version earlier this week. Did you print it out and you, frame it? I would have framed that. Yeah. <laughs> next to my diploma. Right. <laughs> like my... So important. Next to my wedding pictures. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of my wedding pictures? Yeah. Come on. Family photos, Wolfchild, and credits. You know. Whatever. I'm replacing every single family photo in my apartment <laughs> with that picture. <laughs> it's my life now. You guys are dead to me. You know what? Now I take it back. What I want... Craig Holland to draw is, is, a, is a wolf child picture but I want it to be the scientist holding his son and it's the wolf child but he's actually like a, a child sized wolf like a chibi wolf wrapped up in a, in a uh, blanket <laughs> swaddle if you will yes alright well we covered most of what I had written down <laughs> you guys have any big thoughts here I'm kind of at a loss now. Thoughts by Jack Handy. Uh, I do like this, this the secrets that you can find in this game. There's plenty of um, fake walls and things um, that I really dig. Uh, all the little power ups you can find. I still don't know what all the power ups do, but I grab them all anyway. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> might as well. It's kind of like in Turrican. Uh, speaking of which, where it's just like the game throws so many little power ups and things to grab at you. You're just like, I don't know what it is, but I'll grab it anyway. <laughs> Yeah, that reminds me of one of the cool little things in the manual. Um, they actually have like little hand-drawn pictures of all the different uh, powers that the, the wolf form can get. I love it when they do cool stuff like that in manuals. That is pretty awesome. Does it also give you a way to stay in wolf form all the time, all day, every day? Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's right here at the back. Uh, it says, be better. Pizza. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Don't fail. Thanks a lot, buddy. <laughs> no problem. Anytime. <laughs> I want to be like you when I grow up. I was just playing the first level here. You get this false hope because you get power-ups where you have like a spread shot. I'm like, oh, now we're in Contra mode. And then it goes yes. away. That's yeah. sad. <laughs> I almost want to play this with a game genie just to like have spread <laughs> mode the whole time. Like mowing down enemies like nothing. Right, what's the ultimate weapon in this game? Speaking of weapons, is it the spread? Uh, I know no, we didn't mention it, but there's also like a, a smart bomb thing too. 
it's like a it's like a really well, other than other than the smart ROM, there's like a really big fireball you launch that goes through enemies and does usually like three hits of damage to each one as it passes. They call it the flamer, apparently. Interesting. The flaming. It can mode. only be stopped by contact with solid landscape. It will destroy any breakable piece of scenery it comes in contact with. Which is pretty cool because in the later levels they put like big stacks of crates in your way, and if you have that weapon, you just fire it and it just destroys the whole line. Oh man. That sounds pretty awesome if I ever make it there. <laughs> it's funny. I'm, I, I, had, I may I, Sega Genesis Legend one day. One day. <laughs> one day. <laughs> Any final thoughts before we jump to the next segment? Um, how can I get my hair to look like his? Like that's a thing now, right? People like the gray hair. I know people are even like dying yeah. their hair to be gray. That's pretty crazy. It's, it's funny, whenever I used to play, like, Western RPGs, I would always make my character with, like, long, wild gray hair like that. I don't know why. And then, I always and, made and, mine a ginger for some reason. And then, the, <laughs> and then the Witcher came out, and you didn't have to do it anymore, right? Oh, yeah. Now they all just have, like, bright blue hair. <laughs> right. Oh, we go with the bald guy with lots of face paint and facial hair. <laughs> Or you make just the most ugly, grotesque monster yeah. of a character you Every, can possibly Everyone make. just looks like Kratos from God of War. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, um, there was this running joke with EGM where, like, every game that they would cover that had, like, a creative character, they would create this character named Isak. <laughs> and he, he was just, like, the yeah, elephant sack. And he was just, oh, like, gosh. the goofiest-looking character in the world. Um, this very, um, how should I put it delicately, this very rotund character... With um, amazingly terrible facial features, um, and it started with I think WWF Warzone. Um, oh wow! And just went from there. So like any time they would cover any game with a creative character, just whew. And my, my friends and I kind of have a thing like that with uh, with a lot of these games with the creative characters. It started with Dragon's Dogma. I made this just like hideous character and named her Bitey Face Bertha. <laughs> so <laughs> when games come out, we try to make the like the, the closest approximation to Bitey Face Bertha that we can. I think um, I was playing, I think it was Dark Souls and I created Carl Winslow. <laughs> <laughs> he was amazing. I created a guy in Dark Souls named Sir Dies a Lot. <laughs> oh man. I was so bad at that game. Anyways... <laughs> The Channel 6 Lens, Retro Recorded Achievements. I had one coming into this show, and over the past three hours, I came up with one, two, three, four, five. How about that? How about that? How about that? <laughs> uh, how many did you guys have? Um... Well, I had eight coming into it, oh, and I cut that down to five <laughs> to seem less eager, and now it's back up to seven. Here's if, if Rob were here, he'd be like, ah, I got 11. <laughs> <laughs> Overachiever. Yep, yep. How about you, Landon? What do you got? I've got like two or three. <laughs> two or three? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, I'm back. How about you, Aaron? How many you got? <laughs> uh, I've got oh, 42. Back. 42? <laughs> Man, That's we Rob-esque. Yeah, that is close to Rob. We're on retrofitted achievements, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> we just jumped. I didn't have anything else to say. I okay. had no idea what question I was answering. I just, 42 is the best answer 40, to anything. 42. <laughs> All right, well, we'll just go around the table here. I'll, I'll go first. This one's kind of stupid, but uh, I called this one Parappa the Rapper, and that oh, was nice. uh, starting the game just going punch, punch, punch. <laughs> <laughs> Kick, punch, it's all in the mind. <laughs> 
All right. Well, how about you, Landon? What you got? I had Welcome to the Jungle. Make it to level two. <laughs> I was trying to find a, a Sweet Child of Mine like reference here with Wolf Child. I was like, Wolf Child of Mine, do some Guns N' Roses. <laughs> and, you, and you got the Guns N' Roses there, so that's even yep. better. Nice. So, all right, Daniel, your turn. Uh, I hope somebody gets this, but uh, an explanation is probably long overdue. <laughs> Teen- yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, a, a Are you serious? You did time. mention Teen Wolf was going Are in you here. serious? I actually, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get there. <laughs> yeah, I wrote in my description, wolfed out for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to like my next one, if that's okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Aaron. Oh. You're next. Okay. Hey, Nick. Yeah. What smells like up dog? <laughs> I got someone on that the other day at work. What's up, dog? <laughs> so that's uh, beating the game without losing wolf form once. Uh, I get I get a friend who loves the office. Has an office next door to me uh, at work, and uh, it was real early in the morning. I could tell he was tired. I was like, man, it smells like up dog in here. He's like, what's up, dog? I'm like, oh, you suck. I got you. <laughs> Remember when Michael Scott finally got someone to say, what's up, dog? And he just went, ah! <laughs> yes! Hey, think of that. Okay, so you guys uh, fans of the British office at all? Yes, yeah, yeah. I am. Yeah. Did you oh, see yeah. there's a new show, that, or a new something, I think it's a movie that just hit Netflix called, uh, like, David Brent David something? Brent. Yeah, David Brent. And it's, uh, it's kind of a follow-up to his character. But they don't re- reintroduce any of the old um, Office characters. I think it's just him. Isn't it him like trying to start a music career or something? Yes. <laughs> I need to go back awesome. and watch it and see how it is. Because it's that like him awesome. like 10 years later. Well, I know when, when Steve Carell was leaving the office, and he actually came and he was there for the interview. That was one of the best parts of that show. <laughs> they were cracking yeah, up like, in the office. Yeah, I really like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my next one's also a Teen Wolf uh, quote. It's, uh, it's not as bad as it looks. <laughs> that's turning into a wolf. <laughs> I think that was like the next dialogue that you had said, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, his next thing there is an explanation? Jesus, Dad! It's <laughs> <laughs> not as bad as it looks. <laughs> what do you got, Landon? I've got, uh, and this one kind of goes back to that being kind of a, kind of in line with werewolf on the NES. When you turn into a werewolf, haven't I done this before in 8-bit? <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> nice. Um, so my second and final one is uh, this was a little more obscure, but it's another office reference, and it's another Michael Scott quote where he misappropriates a quote, and uh, he says, "The business world is a doggy dog world <laughs> instead of dog eat dog." <laughs> so uh, that's my second one. Business world is a doggy dog world. So um, I would just say that's uh, beat the game. There you go. I'm not super. <laughs> I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. <laughs> oh, God. All right, Daniel, what do you got? I uh, got Wolfchild is about to die, and that's made it through the gauntlet in the ancient temple. Oh, God. Nice. Oh, my my next one is a. Uh, um, this is from a different Michael J. Fox movie, but this is a... What'd you do, jump ship? And this is just starting the game because the guy <laughs> looks like he has a life preserver on, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys could come up with an achievement for uh, jumping on the left side of the screen. Because if you jump to the left, it's like instant death. 
<laughs> oh, I never even thought about trying that. It's like, yeah. uh, what was it? It's uh, like, oh, look, if you jump in the hole, it's a free, free one up. So, I award you no points. May God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> yeah, like in Karateka at the beginning, run to the left and just fall straight in the in the ocean. Yeah. Oh, that game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do that right now, Aaron. So, uh, Lando, do you have another one? My last one is uh, better call Orkin, make it to the bug temple level. <laughs> nice. Daniel, you have more? Uh, yep. Um, I got Hungry Like the Wolf, acquire all health upgrades. Hungry like Ooh, the wolf. yeah. That's probably one of Rob's, too. My next one is uh, Patience, Young Grasshopper. And that's trying to figure out what to do with the grasshopper on stage three. <laughs> yeah, and I had something to go along with that. That's, uh, hey, Nick, what's bugging you? <laughs> <laughs> this is a picture of my stupid face in that video. <laughs> yes. What's bugging Nick today? Oh man. I have one more. We'll let Daniel run free with this. This this one's called Free Fallen, and that's just uh, jumping down level two. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I'm free. Uh, okay, so I had a uh, golden retriever that was cool. defeated the boss of the wolf ship because it's a bird and golden retrievers bring back those <laughs> for their hunters. Um. And then I had, uh, hey, you guys. <laughs> That's for beating the boss of level two. <laughs> 80s movies. I love it. Nice. That's a um, good reference for you yeah. kids playing along at home. <laughs> and then I had uh, uh, On the Barbie, and that's for beating the shrimp boss. <laughs> shrimp on the Barbie. <laughs> and then my last one was uh, Leader of the Pack, and that was Defeat Drax. Nice. Well, what does Drax look like again? <laughs> guy just like you and he turns into a wolf what it really is a doggy dog world <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh I love it alright guys let's ask the question is this game a gym is this game a Genesis gym is it good or is it garbage Alright, hey, as far as critical reception goes, there wasn't a whole lot of it on Moby Games. Um, I did read a real interesting review headline from EGM. It says, what do you get when you have a CD-ROM game and take away the CD-ROM? You get a game that's identical to its predecessor without the CD tunes. Wolfchild isn't necessarily a bad game, but the, ga but the game's linear walk-and-punch theme has been seen so many times over, and the game gets repetitive quite quickly. The ability to mutate into the wolf is neat, but it doesn't help, a it doesn't help an average game get a higher score. And uh, it didn't have an actual Moby critical rank, but the uh, user rank was 3.5 out of 5. So it was kind of in the mid-grounds there. Um, listener feedback. I'm going to click my link here. We're going to get right into this. Had a... Uh, actually, more than I thought we would. I thought this was going to be a little bit more obscure. So there's, there's a, a little handful here. Uh, the first one comes from Freddy Velasquez. Says, good game. Had a lot of fun with it. Matt Daly says, good. I can't really say Jim since I haven't played it enough to see if it gets tiresome. But I really like it so far. Love the multi-layered backgrounds and the imaginative creatures. Graphics in general are excellent. Killer soundtrack too. Controls are responsive and all the little bonus pickups to find uh, to find add some exploring to the mix. I like how your character runs quickly downhill and slow on a uphill climbs. It's a nice touch. Uh, Chris Vanderhoff says, never heard of it. What kind of game is it? <laughs> that, I probably shouldn't even read that. Traylon uh, <laughs> Russell says, I like Wolfchild. It got kind of difficult towards the end, but I really like the boss battles. And Jim Jones says, pleasantly surprised having never played it before. It reminded me of Terminator. Good, I guess. So that's really, that was it for the listener feedback, believe it or not. So, But we only gave him a week, too, so that kinda, that's kind of that. But um, um, 
Is it a gem? I am going to say no, but it's not garbage either. I'm going to go with good. I was kind of, um, when I first popped it in, I thought, man, this could be a gem. But the more I played it, and the more annoyed I got with the punching and some things like that. And, uh, just kind of didn't put it into the gym category for myself. So I'm going to say good. I really enjoyed the uh, enjoyed the music. I did enjoy the variety of levels. I thought the levels were laid out very well. Uh, loved level 2, like I mentioned, with the trees. Uh, you get to level 3, it's a little difficult with the uh, the bugs flying everywhere. Didn't make it any further than that. But uh, enjoyed the. I think that was my favorite part of the game was just a level variety. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to have to say just good. And I will agree with you. I... Uh... Even when I was a kid, I, I knew it wasn't going to be my favorite game, but uh, I enjoyed it enough to go, hey, maybe you know I'll come back and finish this game sometime. It's, it, it I would say it definitely holds your attention, and it's better than a lot of the run run of the mill um, action platformer games. The level design is a little uh, more clear cut and less uh, cluttered and over long than some games. It's still very difficult and um, not cheap is the word, but I think they could have tightened up the gameplay a little better and made things slightly more engaging um, that would have tipped it over to the gem status for me. But I will go ahead and just say it's good, which and if we were just rating the soundtrack alone, I would say gem, but we're not. Um, So I will just say just good. What about you, Landon? <laughs> I'm going to have to agree with the rest of you guys. It's good. I mean, you know, first time I played it, I'm like, okay, the graphics are good. The uh, the music's pretty good here on this first stage. Enemy variety and enemy design are kind of neat. You know, they're, they're different little dudes. There's like bird guys on the air level <laughs> and plant and kind of just generic looking soldier guys and that and then the bug level you know there's the big huge like hornet guys walking around shooting laser beams at you which i thought was kind of cool but i i don't know it's just something about it like it's good but there's just something off about it that keeps it from being a gem to me i don't know um i mean the controls are a little clunky they're not bad but i don't know they seem a little clunky but other than that i mean it's a good game i mean it would be i would consider it a really good rental like younger me would consider it one of those I could spend a weekend playing this game and not be disappointed at all with it. Bugs firing lasers, huh? Who'd have thunk? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> those mutant um, bugs. <laughs> um, personally, you know, I came into this thinking <laughs> I was actually it was gonna be like kind of a total joke. Like it was it was gonna end up just being bad. Like I never gave the game much of a play in the past. And for a while when I was playing it, I almost kind of wanted to consider it a gem. But I will agree with you guys. It's just good. I personally think it's really good. Um, but part of that is due to the fact that, you know, it's a game I wanted since I was a little kid. Um, but it it's definitely unique. Um, and I wouldn't say it's a game I absolutely couldn't live without. But as some of you know, I sold almost all of my retro cartridge games recently and wolf child was one of the very few i hung on to so it it's definitely got a special place in my heart and i do really enjoy playing the game so it, it it's good to me almost gem but not quite all right so uh we're gonna lay the gavel down and say it's good and we're also going to hear a little bit from rob luther how he thinks it's good with a new tune uh you guys have probably been hearing the uh 
Thank you for being the gym song that Rob wrote. And now <laughs> Which he is has, amazing, by the it's way. Amazing. I love Golden Girls. I will, <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to like hide this. I have about 200 episodes of Golden Girls on my DVR. Awesome. <laughs> You're my new hero. I love that show. <laughs> you can't. I mean, yeah, you gotta love Golden Girls. I but, spent uh, an entire vacation watching it when it was raining every day at the beach. I watched Golden Girls. <laughs> okay, two hundred is a little much. Probably like a hundred. <laughs> Fact check. I know. I, I'm, I'm a guilt more girls. Uh, well, guilty pleasure too. But anyways, Rob, Rob has written a new song. We're gonna enter, in, introduce right here for this, and hopefully he'll have some good garbage music. Uh, one of these days too <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> hope you all enjoy that I played you some and I put you back I tried to show you how much I care you'll have a home on my upper shelf Sonic's calling me Gunstar's calling me the streets are rages Calling me and all I can do is keep on telling you I played you, I played you, I beat you, I beat you. There ain't no way I'm ever gonna love you, but I'm not sad Cause this Genesis game. be a gem, but you'll never be garbage. So everyone sees the screen, right? Yeah. All right. Oh, my, yeah. my first, I was looking at this uh, earlier today. My, my first thought is that it would be right below Shadow Blasters. I like Blasters just a little bit better than this game. I thought it may be a little bit better next means. I'd say better than next. I would say better than Shadow Blasters, but maybe not as Solid uh, as Kid Chameleon. So I'm gonna, in between be Kid Chameleon and Shadow Blasters. I'm going to be the, the really the really bad one here. And I personally enjoy the game a little more than Quackshot. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know what? You're off the show. <laughs> <laughs> Quackshot's a game that I get bored with. But, uh, you know, I, I do Quackshot like... Quackshot does have a backtracking, backquacking. Backquacking. But you see, I like Target Earth more than... All of those, so... <laughs> Metroid, Quackia, Landon. <laughs> Come on, oh. Landon. You gotta, oh. gotta fix it for us. Figure it out. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to say it's below Kid Chameleon, but above Shadow Blasters. Damn, I, can, I can live with that. <laughs> Alright. There it goes. It's gonna eat you up inside. <laughs> it's gonna make me crawl in my skin. Right. Well, there you go. Bam. Update that good old pivot table. You'd be so fancy. wait, <laughs> how does it stack up against Altered Beast? I think it's in Wolf themed games. I'd I'd rather play Altered Beast. Gross. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find that game. I'm sorry. It's uh, and maybe nostalgia, but I I can still plug in Altered Beast, play it to the end, and like yeah. My nostalgia for that game was the Atari ST version. Oof. You should look that up someday. It's rough. Yeah. 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 
Rough. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Alright. Doggy dog world, guys. <laughs> they have all these, you know, we've been talking a lot about these werewolf movies. Do you know where they actually make most of the werewolf movies at? No. In Howiewood. Why are Why are well? I can't talk. I got tongue twister here. Why are werewolves good writers? Why? Because they always have good tales to tell. How do werewolves eat lunch? Please. They wolf it down. And one more. Where do werewolves hate the shop? Flea markets. Oh. <laughs> edit that last one out. It was. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we gotta edit that for time. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All I can think of is the classic. My dog's got no nose. How does he smell? Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so what's next we we do have a we have a listener pick poll going out there but that won't be our next game oh no our next game get ready for this hold on to your is, is going to be last action hero arnold schwarzenegger movie on the second <laughs> last action hero funnily <laughs> <laughs> enough i'm thinking of arnold schwarzenegger have any of you guys seen the movie Around the World in 80 Days with Jackie Chan? Yeah. I just watched that for the first time with my son yesterday. I had no idea Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, was in that movie. Yeah. I, I, I was in a big Jackie Chan uh, kick back in high school. I, I watched like everything he did. I don't know. Even like the, you know, the poorly dubbed movies. <laughs> yeah. So Last Action Hero, guys. It's a classic beat-em-up. <laughs> I don't even want to say that. I loved that movie as a kid. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch the movie again. So, well, uh, hey, I heard it's a sequel to Hudson Hawk. There you go. You know what's an amazing? Uh... Go ahead. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know what's an amazing Sega Genesis no. game based on an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? True Lies. Yes. <laughs> no, it's a great game. That. Yeah, that, that is a game. Solid uh, top-down. Yep. Shooter game. All right, guys. Well, listeners, stay tuned. Um, make sure you join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash Genesis to join in another giveaway. Um, I actually have an extra copy of uh, Starflight, if you guys would like to try to win that what? game. Ooh. Yeah, I got, I got two copies of that, so uh, make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Uh, I've got a lot of good stuff to give away, and hopefully later on, um, one of these days when we get Patreon, we can keep this going. I've uh, been kind of purging a little bit of my collection as we've downsized the houses, so I've been able to oh, find Oh, that reminds me. Um, did you remember the thing I gave to you for... Yeah, that's another one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, Daniel gave me a humble bundle that I have... I, I, I forgot about a while back, so we'll, <laughs> we'll get that going, too. But um, anyways, guys, please, please, please give us ratings on iTunes. Haven't had one in a couple weeks, so we really appreciate that. Uh, keep following us. Make sure to go to our website at genesisgemspodcast.com. Check out the articles. Check out this cool ranking thing we got going now so you can see the games we've covered, how we rated them since then. Um, and make sure to get, send us. I'm, I'm loving these emails, guys. So thank you so much for doing the contest. Uh, email us at genesisgemspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at genjims.com. 
uh, check us out on iTunes and on Stitcher. And we are a part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. I uh, want to say we missed Rob Luther, Rob Luther tonight. I haven't heard from him. I hope he's all right. Uh, best wishes to him. And uh, real quick, Nick. No. no. <laughs> you want to know who my favorite favorite comedian is? Who's that? Howie Mandel. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> that was wonderful. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say a Jim Gaffigan joke earlier. Landon mentioned the IHOP. It's like... I never feel like I'm hopping when I leave that place. It's more like I barely move. (laughs) (laughs) I just replayed in my head in his voice, too. (laughs) Love Jim Gaffigan. We were cracking his jokes last time, Aaron. (laughs) Yes, we were. Bibbidi bobbidi bacon. (laughs) Bacon! It's bacon! All right, guys. Anything else? All hearts and minds cleared, as my old pastor as a kid used to say. We have passed the threshold, guys. Point of no return. All right. Well, we will catch you all later. Later, guys. Bye. Bye.